This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 133. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he can kick a 40-yard field goal, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and thank you so much for joining me today. This is session 133 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And, you know, we're in the middle of football season right now, NFL in the U.S., and I am from San Diego, and I'm a big Chargers fan, and we're doing pretty good this year, and I'm excited about that. And, uh, yes, I can kick a 40-yard field goal, which I'm quite proud of, although if they were actually defenders, especially large defenders who were trying to block it and rush at me, uh, it would most likely get blocked, and I'd probably probably get creamed right afterwards. Uh, so if there are no defenders, I can kick a 40-yard field goal, and I'm, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, but, you know, every football season, I can't help but think of our good friend Gary Vaynerchuk over on the other side of the country who supports the New, the New York Jets. And uh, I'm not going to mention how well they're doing this year, but I am thankful because it kind of reminds me of just how much influence he has had in how I've sort of built my business online. I read his book, Crush It, when I first started out, which really motivated me and helped me move forward with a lot of things. And then just uh, last year, actually, in episode 89 of the Smart Passive Income podcast, and I got to interview him, which was awesome. And something that came out of that interview was actually during it, he called me out on some things that I wasn't doing to the best of my ability in terms of promoting what I was promoting on social media. So typically when I would come out with a podcast episode or a blog post, I would just kind of share the link on social media. And that conversation and his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, were central in my social media strategy moving forward. And since implementing those strategies, and a lot of you who follow me on social media on Facebook and Twitter have directly said, wow, 
you have changed the way you promote and I'm loving it because a lot of the things that I come out with now come with images and I kind of just have purpose with what I do and how I promote it. A lot of you have actually said, wow, you're you're taking the advice that Gary gave you and you're actually doing it and it has paid off big time. So if you wanted to listen to that episode, that's session 89. So you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 89 to hear that first interview with Gary Vaynerchuk. But anyway, you may have noticed that Gary is now on iTunes. He has a podcast called hashtag ask Gary V, which is the audio portion of the video uh, show he has on his YouTube channel, same name, hashtag ask Gary V. He gets questions from Twitter similar to how I get questions through askpat.com, and he answers them just right right there on his show. And he has this podcast, which is the audio version, and he and I keep trading places in the top of the marketing and management section in iTunes. And so it being football season, reminding me of Gary and his show coming out, I wanted to have him back on the show and ask him a bunch of questions that were on the top of my mind and I know are at the top of your minds too. And so this is a shorter than normal podcast episode. I only had a limited amount of time with him, but I asked some great questions and I get even better answers and I think you're going to enjoy it. So yeah, here's the interview with Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, man. Do, do we hit, do we cut off the uh, video for better audio? Is that what you do? Um, well, I was wondering if I could use the video for my YouTube oh, channel yeah. and then I'll oh, repurpose yeah. it for the podcast just like you do. Awesome. Uh, so thanks again for taking the time. I know today's football day. I'm sort of in between checking fantasy scores. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I won't take up much of your time here. No worries, brother. Uh, so first of all, just welcome to the show. Again, I want to publicly thank you for the last time you were on the show. You gave me some great advice on putting the right things on the right platforms, using images along with my tweets and Facebook messages. It's just exploded my social media accounts. I'm approaching 100,000 100, Twitter followers. Facebook's almost at 100K also. So thank you for that I advice. No worries. I remember doing that interview and like I really got into like, you know, it's funny. I always do everything and I'm, when I speak, I'm always like, if I can just get one person, right? When mm-hmm. I speak, I'm like, if I can get one person to listen to my advice, I'll win. And something about our call, I was like, wait a minute. I think the one person that's going to listen to me is Pat himself. <laughs> and then uh, watching you do it uh, has made me happy from afar. So congrats, brother. You deserve it. Awesome. So for everybody out there, go listen to that episode. Show notes will be, uh, or the link will be in the show notes. So we're going to go lightning round, a bunch of questions. You have your new show, podcast, uh, YouTube video, hashtag AskGaryV. Can you pr- just promote that really quick for everybody? Uh, I recommend everybody listen to it, but why would you say everybody should listen to it? You know, for me, it's an opportunity to just uh, give back to everybody who's helped me get to this point. I think the show, there's a lot of people who followed my career over the last seven or eight years, and what the show's doing is it's forcing me to answer new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons people like it so much and it's gone well so far is I'm not saying the same old stuff. I mean, I'm sure, Pat, you know, one of the advantages you have is you interview people, keeps it fresh. Right. I've been on the road for seven years now talking over and over and over again. And at some point, people can regurgitate my life story to me better than I can myself. <laughs> so by using that, you know, by telling people like, hey, use the hashtag AskGaryBEE. Uh, on Twitter, we pick five questions every episode and then we record my answers it keeps it fresh. It lets me answer questions of the new stuff. Like you got my advice then, but now there's Ello and how has Snapchat evolved? And so I try to stay in my lane of the things that I bring the most value to. And that's like how to actually be a practitioner. Mm. I think, you know, I think that's separated me a little bit. You know, I think a lot of people talk in generalisms, but like I've used these tactics to build two separate $50 million plus businesses that aren't me selling content, right? One's an agency to Fortune 500s, one's a wine shop. So mm. these aren't a like, you know, information-based businesses. These were businesses that are businesses and I've used communication to drive the results. And so Mm -hmm. 
that's a scoop. That's what I've got going on. Yeah, I love it. And I have my show, Ask Pat, and it's yeah. well. Some people prefer listening to that, actually, than this episode or the, the uh, small podcast. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so jab, 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 right hook. You know, yep. give, 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 offer. How do you know what the right right hook will be? Like, how do you know what that will be? How do you validate it? Uh, because a lot of people, you know, they jab and then they get to that right hook. They don't know how to prepare that punch. They don't know, you know, if it's going to succeed or not. How do you best determine if that right hook's going to land? You know what's really funny? I would actually go a different way, Pat. And for everybody who doesn't know the context, you know, my thesis of jab, 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 right hook is put out content for them, put out content for them, put out content for them, and then ask for business. And so you've got your, you know, your world and you're setting up a lot of street cred and a lot of equity by putting out these shows and hustling. And here we both are on a Sunday, right? <laughs> With families and, and football, football and all these other things. And we're working. I mean, I don't know what else anybody, I don't know if anybody's confused right now, but Pat, you and I are working. Yeah. And so- um, people value that. They get good information. They get access to people. That's what you create and a lot of that stuff. And so it sets you up for a seminar, a book, a product, whatever you may be up to. Uh, here's what I'm going to say that's going to make everybody feel better, Pat, you included. Don't be crippled by your right hook not landing. You get more at-bats. See, that's the beauty. Mm-hmm. When you give a lot, you may make an offer. It might not sell as well. Six months later, you may offer a book or a seminar or a course or you know, whatever the heck, a, a, a consultancy company on how to do this, whatever it might be, some of my right hooks have landed better than others, right? You know, Mike Tyson threw one of the best right hooks of all time. He didn't land all of them. You know, he came close in those early years. <laughs> but when he did, they meant something. So for everybody who's listening, you're putting out stuff, you're putting out stuff, you're putting out stuff. Then you put, then you promote your $15 book. And after three years of giving, the book sales are underwhelming. Maybe your marketing of that product wasn't that hardcore. Maybe you didn't convince people of that right hook. There's a variable there. Maybe you didn't explain to them the value. You've given away all this stuff for free for for three years. Why should I pay $15 for more stuff? I've been thinking, for example, Pat, about doing an Ask Gary B book as my next one. Love it. What would it be? It would be 100 questions from the show's history. It'd be 100 shows that I'd probably do in real time. Maybe even like a question from like 30 or 40 homies like you. And, and then And then... My idea is make the book, right? I, I, don't, I don't know why I showed you my key card for my hotel, but I'm trying to show a prop. Make the book a ticket into one in every, like I want the front of the book to say one in every five people that buy this book will actually get their question answered, right? Mm-hmm. So I make the book a utility. That to me is a better value prop than just reading the book for people that have watched all my questions. Thus, they may buy it. You just might not be that good, Pat, at throwing right hooks or you might not be good enough to land it every time but what you're asking when a lot of times and a lot of people ask that I would say I want to take away the stress of is this the right time is this the right moment like that's mm-hmm. crippling people throw those right hooks now once every 15 20 days once every 50 100 things out of your mouth you find your cadence but throw them right love it now you always mention you know and I love this because I learned it a lot from you is just just the one of the best ways to succeed is just just care give a crap right and that's something that unfortunately a lot of businesses don't do in today's age, what is the best way to give a crap? How do you best show that you actually care for your audience? Oh, I got a good one. So I wish I had a better prop since I don't wear a watch. Mm. The number one asset to our audiences, and by the way, you and I have ascended to a level where we have substantial audiences. 
I just want everybody listening and I watch a lot of you and I saw the people that jumped in, you and me just tweeting each other and they're pumped. Yes. They have their 300 to 700 to 1,000 personal. If you have nine people that follow you and your advice or your thing or your spiel, my wine reviews, your business, whatever it might be, you already now have an audience. So this is not the audacity of two people that have made it to some level. This is for everybody from a practical standpoint. The number one thing you can do to your audience is give them access. The one thing you and I, Pat, don't have is time. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't have it. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i so much happier to give a charity a $10,000 check than I am to give them an hour, and it's not even close, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that is the one thing, and by the way, that's my financial situation right now. Somebody may say, you think about everybody who's listening, you'd probably rather give a $50 check to the local charity than three hours of your afternoon, or even 30 minutes. Time is the asset. Pat, my answer to you and everybody else is time. When you do that, you are building such a deep connection. When I tweet out, what's your phone number? And then I sit there and I just call people and say, hey, they freak because they know the number one thing I'm giving them is time. The number one thing I don't have. Easier for me to write you a check than give you my time. So the answer is the truth, which is the number one asset that is limited, which is time and access. If you can give them that, that's why they like Ask Pat. Mm -hmm. Pat, because you're doing that for them, not People are smart, Pat. When you do ask Pat, you're doing it for them. When you're interviewing Tim Ferriss, you're siphoning that brand equity to get an audience for you. Right. People taste when, you know, my last show, I just said, uh, people love passion, just not when it's selfish passion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm in it for me. I just happen to be in it for you, all of you right now, too. And that's what lets me get away with me being in it for me. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and I've noticed that about you from afar, which is why I'm willing to do this and want to do this. Yeah, thanks, Gary. I appreciate that. It sort of reminds me of when you came out with Crush It and you spent time with the one-star reviews and actually got on <laughs> Skype calls and phone conversations with them. But that made a big impact on me, actually. Uh, so thank you for that. Okay, Gary V has a thing he makes, a physical product, like a hobby thing, and you want to turn right. it into a business. Maybe yeah. perhaps go on Etsy. How do you best sell your thing? Oh man, this is great because I love things. Like, don't forget, that's where I came from, right? Like right. My, my private label wine brands, I sold stuff uh, a, a million ways. But the first thing I would say everybody is you're a media company. So if you're making mittens, right? You're making mittens and you want to sell them on Etsy. If you start a blog or a video blog or uh, uh, you know a podcast, all three mediums, audio, video, written word, I would write about uh, a couple things. I would write about the winter season I would maybe write about uh, raising children in a certain age group. I would think about who's most likely to buy mittens and then I would level up because if you only write about mittens, you're finished, right? And what are you gonna do? You're gonna talk about your mittens, fine. And maybe even talk about yourself making mittens and that's fine for a little while. But when you talk about raising a family and the question is like, how do you make breakfast in the morning when you have a full-time job and you're a working mom or dad? Uh, All these things, you open up the canvas And then the subtleties of this sits under the umbrella of a mitten company. Now you're creating content like a media company around the psychology versus just the one practical item you sell. That opens up. So that would be my strategy. If I I was selling a corkscrew, I would talk about wine and beer and things of that nature and going out and food and cuisine and travel and countries and the beer making process and home brewing and and corks and, and, and pairing and buying wine for bosses. You know, as a matter of fact, Pat, you may want to see this. This is actually, actually, this is good. I was, I'm just trying to think about, like, how do I bring value to Pat? I haven't talked about this lately for you and your audience. Uh, if you go to winelibrary.com right now, I just relaunched it. 
and mm. it's still in a soft launch, which is why I haven't talked about it right now, but I see you must be typing, so you're about to look, yeah. and you're about to see this. Check this out. This is an e-commerce site. This is how I make my living and how my family makes their living. Like, we sell stuff, and you're looking at it right now, and you can see it's 80% content. Yeah. What wine to buy your boss? Because I'm trying to go higher than we are. I want to provide value. And there's like funny things, as you can see, like what wines pair with Twizzlers and Snickers because, you know, Halloween's coming. And it's almost like the BuzzFeed upworthy, you know, contentification of my genre. So Love if that. that spiel that I just made made sense, go check out winelibrary.com and you'll start seeing where I'm innuendoing because an article of what wines goes for a boss may work for somebody and then all of a sudden you become aware of my wine business and you're buying your wine every day from there, not to just the one time when you said to somebody, hey, do you know what I should get my boss? And they saw this on Facebook shared and they pass on that link. Love that. The seven reasons tacos are actually better than friends and the seven <laughs> things to drink with them. That's so cool. I love that. That's a fantastic answer. Everybody out there, I know I have a lot of people who sell physical products, so that's going to be completely helpful. Okay, a couple last questions here. This this is a very selfish question, although I know a lot of people are thinking about this as well. Book publishing, traditional versus self. I am at a crossroads. I'm going to give you a real quick answer because I know we're running out of time. I have one more book under the steel uh, with HarperCollins, and I can't see myself unless I get grossly overcompensated with an upfront check of why I won't go with my next book, my fifth in the business lineage, that will be direct to consumer published with all sorts of bells and whistles of the new way that I want to do it. Mm. So unless Pat, and Pat, you have a chance, most of your listeners don't, you do have the chance of getting a six-figure, hefty six-figure possibly uh, advance, which from a cash flow standpoint becomes exciting and that would be your rationale to why you would do it. Mm -hmm. But anybody listening here who's like on the way up, you know, the two years ago you, the six years ago me, if somebody's offering you a five-figure advance, I highly recommend looking at it very carefully to do it yourself. Even beyond the money, though, are there any you know, no. reasons to do Distri- it? The only other value is can Barnes & Nobles and Hudson News give you distribution at physical retail? And I would say that that's becoming less and less valuable on a daily basis. There are self-published books in those stores right now? Uh, are you asking me or are you making that statement? Oh, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Sorry. That I don't know, but I would say I'm probably happier to go self-publish and make all the money instead of 50 cents on the dollar than give up the sales at those two outlets, which are the only two physical outlets that really matter, and at scale, and then you've got all the local bookstores, which I love, and very honestly, the 250 indies that have supported me, Mm -hmm. I would just call personally and be like, hey, pals, hey, changing hands, I'm going direct, I'll I'll hustle for you harder, I'll put you in my book as an exclusive, like there's just so many marketing tactics I have in my brain of why I would go to direct and the fact that I'll probably write Ask Gary B if that's what I decide to do in 15 you know I'm not looking at another book until 16 17 so by then forget it how long does it take to you uh, to put together a book like, uh, probably, uh, you know for me I have a ghostwriter who like re- and we record all my words and she transcribes it and and turns it into English and helps me make a structure out of it it's jamming with her more than anything um you know Anywhere between a month or two, because don't forget, I'm talking in real. Look, look what I've done with Ask Gary B. I'm there, right? right. I've got, I've got it on paper uh, or on video and audio. We'll take a hundred of those. We'll categorize them into entrepreneurship, physical products, marketing, you know, leadership, and then I'll ask. I'll do, you know, I've got the basis, right? So I can go and do one push one day, saying ask questions that I'm going to pick for the book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down there, pick a hundred of them, two hundred of them, sit down and have to answer them. That'll be three or four nights. Uh, and then create a upfront and a back end. So not a lot on this one if I go that route. Yeah, that's cool. And for everybody out there listening, I mean, those the, that book is, you know, the origin is from the questions from Gary's audience. Like you're answering exactly what they need. You're, you're not guessing. I no. love that. 
Okay, final question. Yeah. You're building an app. Yes. It's going to go into the app store. There's, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of apps there now. It's so yep. competitive. I got out of that space just because it is so competitive. It's hard. Uh, it's how do you How do you break through and, and stand out? First, first, you have to build a great app. And I'm going to say that again with, with dramatic pause. First, you need to build a great app. And there you go. Uh, you know, Pat, I mean, that, that's the problem. 99% of stuff is crap. Mm -hmm. And people think they can market their way to victory. And I'm the biggest one of them all. I think I can do anything. And what I've learned through my 20-year career is like the product's got to be good. So first it has to be good. And so I, and in a world where there's so many of them right now, you've got to find your niche. You've got to find your angle. It's very, very, very difficult. Uh, number two, you have to need to have a market. You need money too. Money in the app game, unfortunately. You're going to need to know how to buy ads and retarget and coach have and just all this, you know, you know, flurry and all these platforms. You've got to hustle. Biz dev, biz dev, biz dev, biz dev, right? You make an app for the business world and you email, cold email Pat Flynn 48,000 times to get on his show. Like you just got to hustle and you got to hope where the chips will fall based on the quality, the money in marketing and the hustle of biz dev partnerships. And when you hustle, the, the key is when you email Pat Flynn 10,000 times, you got to tell Pat Flynn what you're willing to do for him, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the part everybody forgets. Like, hey, give me exposure. Thanks. Doesn't work that way, yeah. right? And yeah. so, um, that you know, I would say the app game for everybody listening is very difficult. I obviously have a twenty-five million dollars seed fund where I invest in early-stage companies, and we're looking at two thousand of the best apps a year. Uh, you know, people that are funded eight million dollars and funded Y Combinator. You know, like Creme de la Creme, and of those, nineteen hundred and seventy-eight are concerning to me. So, mm. it's a it's a it's a real competitive space. Awesome. Gary, thank you so much for your time here. Everybody, go listen to Ask Gary V. You can watch it on YouTube, listen on the podcast. He and I are sort of trading spots in the rankings in iTunes right yes. now, which is awesome. Uh, and if you have a question for him, how do they do that and, and possibly get on the show? Uh, just go to Twitter and use the hashtag AskGaryV, G-A-R-Y-V-E-E, -E, and, uh, and add the hashtag Pat Flynn rocks. That'll mean that it came from this and I will give those an extra oomph to get on the show. Dude, I love you, Gary. Thank you so much for your time, man. <laughs> Take, Take care. Bye-bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Gary Vaynerchuk. Such a pleasure to talk to him. I was so thankful he could come on and spend time with us and answer my questions on this episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. If you'd like to get connected with him and his show, just look it up. It's called Ask Gary V. That's V-E-E. -E. You can find it on YouTube. It's a video show, and you can find it on iTunes as a podcast if you'd like to listen. I prefer to listen. I'm actually subscribed to the show, and I listen every single day. He answers multiple questions daily, and you could get your question featured on his show by using the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag AskGaryV, and uh, he even said at the end of the show there to include the hashtag PatFlynnRocks, and uh, he'll give it a little bit more attention. So uh, I look forward to following that hashtag. So again, hashtag AskGaryV and hashtag Pat Flynn rocks, uh, which is super cool. And again, Gary, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your time. I also want to let all of you in on a little experiment that I was running with this particular episode, something that you might be able to use, especially if you are a podcaster. So something I did, uh, Gary and I, we recorded this interview with video. You might remember at the top of the interview, him saying, Pat, should I turn the video off so we can you know, just focus on the audio? And I said, no, let's keep it on because I want to share it on YouTube. Now, I did share a video on YouTube, but it wasn't the complete interview. What I actually did was I created a two-minute video, which was the interview, just me and Gary, two talking heads. And I, I pulled some of the highlights out from that interview, and I shared them on YouTube. And at the end of that two-minute video, 
I said, if you'd like to listen to the full interview, head on over to, and then I gave a special link to come to this podcast on my blog. So I wanted to see how many people on YouTube or watching this on YouTube would actually come over and listen to the podcast from that video. Now, I could have put the entire video up on YouTube, but I didn't do that because personally, I I, I don't feel like there's value there, you know, with, with the video components in a 19 minute to, you know, to like a 30 minute video of two talking heads just doesn't seem purposeful to me. But two talking heads in a preview for a podcast episode, that's something I wanted to experiment with. That's something that's a little bit valuable. So I wanted to share that and see if there were any results coming from that. So I have 35,000 YouTube subscribers and I wanted to see if any of them would come over. Maybe some of you listening to this right now came over from that particular YouTube video, or maybe it was shared with you and you came over from that particular YouTube video. Now, a second level to this experiment, I actually uploaded the same video, the same two-minute sort of promo video for this particular episode of the podcast onto Facebook directly. I didn't link the YouTube video on Facebook, but I directly uploaded to my Facebook page on Facebook because I heard If you directly upload on Facebook, you're going to get more views, you're going to get more engagement because Facebook wants to promote stuff that's on Facebook. They're less likely to show a YouTube video linked on your Facebook page to people's news feeds. So I wanted to experiment with that. And yes, I'm keeping track of the links from both of those places. So I actually have a different URL that people go through at the end of the YouTube video and a different one at the end of the Facebook page. So I'll share those results with you sometime in the future, maybe just on Facebook or Twitter, or maybe at the end of the show notes for this particular episode in in maybe a week week or two. I'm just curious. I'm curious to see if Facebook or if if A, uh, putting a video out, a preview for a podcast episode works, because I know a lot of you, when you record your podcast episodes, you know, you have the opportunity to also record the video with it. Um, and then B, do, am I going to get more traction from YouTube or, or Facebook? And is it true that you'd get more engagement on Facebook if you just upload directly to Facebook? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Just wanted to keep you guys sort of in the loop there. You know, I love to experiment with these little things. And, you know, this could potentially be a great way to start promoting podcasts in a way that, um, you know, you could utilize video in, in, in a subscriber base there and perhaps get a little bit more shares and engagement because it's a little bit more valuable to see a video on social media as opposed to just a link to audio. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I'll keep you posted. Just wanted to fill you in. Thank you all so much for spending time with me. I also wanted to thank today's sponsor, which is 99designs.com. This is a design service that I've used in the past very successfully, actually, and it's really unique how it works. So if you're looking to design anything for your website, maybe even a t-shirt design, whatever design item you might need, you get to put up your job description and you post it out there. And then what happens is it becomes a contest. And designers from all over the world, they actually, I think the last number I've heard is they have over 850,000 registered designers Some of them will come and see your project and be interested in it and design something that you'll like or hopefully that you'll like. And you'll get submissions from multiple people, different styles, different kinds, and then you get to pick and choose the one that you like. And what's really cool is it's affordable, but not only that, there's a fast turnaround time. So within seven days, typically, you'll have a design that you love or you get your money back. How awesome is that? So if you'd like to go and try out 99designs.com for your next design project, make sure you go through the link 99designs.com slash SPI. That'll actually get you a $99 power pack of services for free, which will enable you to have your design project be shown to more designers out there. So you might get more designers than normal if you go through that link. So again, that's 99designs.com slash SPI. I'd like to thank you all again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know how you feel. Use the hashtag, uh, you know, 
Pat Flynn rocks. I'm, I'm going to follow that. Uh, although, you know, those are Gary's words, not mine. And uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. iTunes reviews are awesome. I read every single one of them. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. 